Welcome to the Friends with Money podcast, brought to you by Money Magazine, creating financial freedom for Australians since 1999. Hello, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Friends with Money, Money Magazine's podcast to help you earn, save, and achieve your financial goals. My name is Tom Watson, a senior journalist here at Money Magazine, and as always, it's great to be with you. Today, we're getting back into the world of property investing by taking a look at the market outlook for 2024 and some potential standout locations around the country for investors to keep an eye on. Now, this is the basis of the cover story of the February edition of Money Magazine. So while we're addressing all the big questions in today's episode, I would highly recommend that anyone who is interested in a bit of a more in-depth run-through including the uh, full list of the top 50 property hotspots for 2024 to go and uh, pick themselves up a copy of our magazine. And on that note, I'm pleased to say that joining us today on the show is author of that piece and managing director of Hotspotting, Terry Ryder. Terry, welcome back to Friends with Money. Always a pleasure to be here. Always love talking about real estate markets, um, and particularly given the opportunity to give people some some real intelligence about what's really going on in markets. I think there's a lot of misinformation about real estate generally. We saw a lot of that in 2023. In fact, the outcomes that we got were were very different from what was um, we were told to expect, uh, particularly from the the economists working for the major banks. Terry, I'm glad you mentioned that because that uh, segues very nicely to uh, to my first question. Because before we get into 2024, I'd love it if you can lay the groundwork a little bit for us in terms of how the market actually performed in 2023. So, what happened? Markets in 2023 performed a lot better than we were told to expect. Um, some of the headlines uh, in recent times have declared that 2023 was the year that surprised everybody, but it certainly didn't surprise us. I don't think it surprised the industry, but it did surprise the major economists working for the big banks because they forecast that prices would fall 15 or 20 percent. In other words, they were forecasting a collapse in property prices in 2023. And fundamentally, they thought that would happen because interest rates were rising. Um, mm. We didn't think so. And what we actually got was um, very solid growth, uh, an average of about 8% growth in house prices across the country. And in some of our major cities, we saw growth um, in their median house prices above uh, 10%, right up to 15% for Perth. And um, what that showed was that there are forces in the market way more powerful than what's happening with interest rates. I think if you look historically, um, Australia's had some of its most notable property booms, some of its most spectacular upcycles during times of high and rising interest rates. Mm. We kind of saw a little bit of that in 2023. We had interest rates continuing the rises that we saw starting in May 2022. Notwithstanding that, we saw very, very solid price, price growth in most but not all markets. Australia's not one property market. We have lots of different local markets. So we saw some cities and some regional markets um, not showing growth, and a few of them fell a little bit. But most did show good, solid growth, including those ones that grew more than uh, 20%. And and the key factor driving that, we could distill it down to one simple word, it's shortage. We have a, a shortage of everything that's important in Australian real estate. We're not building enough new homes. Uh, we have a sh- chronic shortage of rental properties. There are shortage, it, shortages in the building industry, which means industry can't build the homes we need fast enough or at the level that the federal government would like. 
So we're going to have this ongoing problem in the market from the viewpoint of renters and buyers of shortage, which is putting further upward pressure on uh, prices and rents, all happening at a time when uh, we've got sort of record population growth happening with high overseas migration feeding into that. So on to 2024 then, Terry, and as I said, we'll uh, delve into some of the specific locales in a, in a moment. But broadly speaking, and as you said, recognizing that the property market isn't a monolith, that you know things operate in, uh, in different regional markets. But how do you think that you know, property overall will perform in 2024? And are some of those factors that you've already listed likely to continue to, uh, to drive that? Yes, I think the factors that were predominant in 2023 do continue. There's no end in sight to the shortage, which is the key factor. We still have um, high population growth happening. So demand levels have been rising. We we analyse sales activity, sales volumes every quarter, and there was a pattern throughout 2023 of rising buyer demand in some of our key markets as 2023 evolves. So that's the momentum that feeds into the beginning of 2024. Um, As I mentioned earlier, the building industry just can't build homes fast enough. Um, There's so many problems in the building industry. Builders going broke still regularly, shortages of everything, cost escalations. It's very hard for developers to build major projects profitably at the moment. So all that means we've got an ongoing shortage in, in the market. We're going to have a continuation of the very low vacancies caused by the shortage of rental properties, which puts further up the pressure on rents. So I think that 2024 is going to be similar in terms of price and rental outcome to 2023 with the added factors coming in the second half of the year where we've got uh, tax cuts scheduled to happen in the middle of 2024. That will have a positive impact on sentiment, certainly. And uh, we're now seeing um, multiple forecasts from economists although they're not terribly good at forecasting things that relate to property market, but they are suggesting that we're going to see interest rate cuts in the second half of this calendar year. So those two factors working together may um, bring a boost to confidence and sentiment and and therefore further momentum in the property market. So we're expecting to be a pretty solid year, not a boom year. So zooming in then a little bit now, Terry, what are your thoughts on different state or regional markets in terms of how they'll perform? And perhaps we can start with uh, some of the ones that you think will uh, will do well. Just just a couple of overriding factors, big, big story points, I think. Um, in 2023 and perhaps um, earlier years, Perth has been the big story, uh, particularly for property investors. It's been the leading market. It's the market everybody wants to seem to want to have a slice of. And it certainly led on uh, house price growth in 2023. But it, for us, there are clear indications that the Perth boom, which has been going on for about three years now, um, is starting to wane. We're not suggesting there's going to be a downturn in Perth, but um, we feel that it's not going to be the market leader in 2024 that it was last year. Mm. Um, the other big uh, story that we see, the big trend in real estate, is that there's rising demand, and we saw this right throughout 2023, um, of uh, buyers wanting to buy apartments um, for a number of reasons. And we have this dominant paradigm in real estate that um, houses on land show better capital growth than, than apartments do. And that's historically been true, generally speaking. But we, I think we're starting to see that change because more and more people are opting for apartments and it's quite a big uh, uh, paradigm shift. It's a significant trend. Um, it's been driven by partly by affordability, partly by lifestyle. There's a number of really big, important cohorts 
of buyers in the market that are preferring apartments. Uh, we've got downsizers, we've got young people trying to get a foothold in the market, and apartments are significantly cheaper, of course, than houses in the same location. We've got a big migrant impact, and a lot of people are coming to Australia as migrants from countries where living in apartment-style uh, dwellings is the norm. Um, we've got people who like that low-maintenance, lock-up-and-leave lifestyle. So some of the markets that we've really highlighted um, as the ones we expect to perform in 2024, some of them tend to be inner-city markets um, with uh, where apartments dominate the dwelling ranks. So um, in Melbourne, for example, uh, the market that we've singled out is Melbourne City, the city of Melbourne local government area, which includes the CBD of Melbourne plus near near suburbs like Carlton, uh, West Melbourne, um, Collingwood, um, which is actually just outside the city of Melbourne, but it's all part of the inner, inner Melbourne precinct where we're seeing significant um, demand for apartments. Sydney City is, is also part of that trend, uh, but... In Sydney, in New South Wales, we've singled out the local government area of Canterbury-Bankstown as mm-hmm. a hotspot. There's been really big uplift in demand in all the suburbs throughout that local government area. It's kind of middle market Sydney. Um, Sydney, as we all know, is a very expensive city for, for housing. Canterbury-Bankstown, in relative terms, it's quite affordable, good locations, good infrastructure, and also a good supply of uh, affordable apartments. In Queensland, Brisbane City is part of that apartment trends, but the market we think has got the strongest prospects uh, in 2024 is the Gold Coast. We're always a little bit reluctant to um, suggest the Gold Coast because it's got this uh, boom-bust history, but right now shortage is dominating everything. The Gold Coast, the building industry just can't uh, build the big projects profitably at the moment, so there's not likely to be any oversupply anytime soon, and there's been a big uplift in demand a trend that started really during COVID where people were escaping lockdown and, and um, buying properties on markets like the Gold Coast, um, and it's continued uh, with very high demand. As I mentioned earlier, we see that the Perth mark, market starting to wane a little bit in 2024, but some parts of regional Western Australia will continue to be strong, particularly the city of Bunbury, which is the second largest city in Western Australia, a very strong and important regional market. In South Australia, Adelaide has been uh, the Mr. Steady of Australian real estate for the last, say, three years. It just continues to chug along very, uh, very steadily. We don't see any outstanding hotspots there in 2024, but some of the regional markets of uh, South Australia uh, will perform well because they offer such good affordability and good rental yields, so they're attracting demand from investors. And Mount Gambier is the standout start one of the biggest regional cities in South Australia near the border of Victoria. Hobart and Tasmania, that market was a, a national leader up until a couple of years ago, and it's kind of on, on the way down a little bit. Um, but we see the city of Clarence within the greater Hobart area as a market to watch as one that's starting to show signs of recovery for 2024. Canberra is one, one of the exceptions to the rule that we saw in 2023 where most markets were rising. Uh, Canberra didn't. There's not a lot of impetus in the Canberra market at the moment, and we don't see anything to change that in 2024. There's no big infrastructure projects happening, for example, which is often a, a driver of growth in property markets. And it's very hard to find a suburb in, in Canberra with an upward trend in their sales activity. The big exception is the suburb of Kingston, which is a an inner city uh, suburb where apartments dominate. And it's a city, um, a, a suburb with considerable lifestyle elements close to the centre of the action of Canberra. And that's one 
part of uh, that market is still strong. And in the Northern Territory, Darwin City, again, that inner city trend demand for apartments, that's the standout market that we see in the far north in the Northern Territory. So lots, lots of different uh, highlights uh, with um, that trend of demand for uh, affordable uh, in our near city apartments, uh, one of the standouts. Plenty of food for thought there. Terry, this has been a fascinating chat and hopefully a, uh, a useful one for any budding property investors out there. So thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Always happy to have a chat about the real estate market. That's it for this episode of the Friends of Money podcast. But don't forget to jump on our website, moneymag.com.au, to order yourself a copy of the February 2024 edition of Money Magazine to read Terry's piece in full. Or, you know, you can go pick it up from your local newsagent. Easy easy. And don't forget that if you've got a topic or a question that you'd love for us to explore, you can shoot us an email through to podcast at moneymag.com.au. As always, we'll be right back in your podcast feed next week. So until then, I'm Tom Watson. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Friends with Money podcast. For credible, independent and easy to understand financial commentary, visit moneymag.com.au. Please remember that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are general in nature and further independent advice and research based on your personal circumstances should be sought before making an investment decision.